everyone, and welcome to the Anything But Bland podcast. I'm Ashley Postaweight, and I have my co-host Kaylee here with me today. Hi, guys. And today we have a fro- or an F-word episode for you guys. So I know it's been a little bit. I'm sorry to disappoint you. We don't have Danny on here <laughs> yeah. today, but I promise she'll be back. Um, but yes, so today we're going to have a fraud episode, aka an F-word episode. Mm-hmm. And Kaylee's going to tell us about that. So bear with us. I know you all can learn something, whether you're a big um, business, a yep. small business, a one-man shop, um, even just somebody that works in a business, you know, so you can help spot some certain things. So absolutely, I'll let Kaylee take it away with that, and yeah. we'll just get started with that. Let's do it, because this is kind of a longer story, and it's okay. an interesting perspective, so I'm excited to share it with everyone. We've talked before about how, you know, you really can't trust an you know, you can't trust anyone. No, you can't trust anyone. <laughs> just be aware. And certainly not implicitly. And uh, it's hard, especially when, like, people hold themselves out as someone that you should trust. You right, know, that's right. that makes it harder, too. So, anywho, um, the story that we're going to talk about today takes us to the beautiful shores of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Ooh, have you been there? I was going to say, I've never been there. Have you? No, I haven't. I've seen some shows there, and it's very yes, beautiful. Yes, it seems very beautiful. Uh, certainly not the setting for right. some mean fraud, but it can happen anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> and so in Cape Cod, who, uh, just a seemingly normal woman was able to compl- uh, to create a really complex web of deceit and obviously change the lives forever of her victims. And the perpetrator in today's story's name is Jessica Greenan. And she is a former bookkeeper. Okay. And she, just like anyone, nice, normal person. I saw some photos of her online, and she didn't have a big I'm a fraudster tattoo on her <laughs> no, face. No, glasses on, like you know, black glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, unassuming, normal-looking person. And so we don't have much about Jessica. We'll talk about the size for fraud kind of towards the end here. It wasn't one of the biggest in the United States or anything like okay. that. So it really hasn't been covered um, in depth. So we don't have a lot of information on Jessica's background okay. or anything like that. So our story actually starts in October of 2014, where Jessica is a bookkeeper for a company called Bottom Line Bookkeeping. Okay. So she actually works for a bookkeeping company. And I think that's an interesting component that we haven't talked about in any of our other F word series is oftentimes it's an internal employee Uh that's perpetrating the fraud. This is from a bookkeeping company that was hired by a company. So she's bookkeeping for a different, her client is a different business. Exactly. Yep, exactly. So she may work for multiple different businesses through the bookkeeping firm that she is hired by, which was called Bottom Line Bookkeeping does not appear that bottom line bookkeeping is still in business, and that will make sense <laughs> as we continue continue down this story. So in October, Jessica is assigned to work on the bookkeeping for a company called Powderhorn Outfitters, which is a company that is still in existence today, and it's a company that harvests trophy western big game for people that go on hunts. Okay. Do you know what I'm describing? Well, I'm thinking more like <laughs> horses and stuff. Like, what kind of hunts no, are we talking? We are talking about trophy elk, 
Oh, okay. I'm following. So like hunting like big, big Yes. I think when you go to Shields and you see the big ram up on top of the mountain, this type of company could have been the one to create that. So anywho, uh, that is who Jessica is going to be assisting with their bookkeeping. And almost immediately on, uh, upon starting on their bookkeeping, she started being able to exploit her position and begin funneling funds to her own pockets. And right, what she did right away. Okay. Yes, right away. Uh, because the thing is, and that's where it's hard, and that's where, and we'll kind of go through some lessons learned at the end, but when there's a bookkeeping transition that takes place, and I, I can speak to this <clears> just from how it even works at Bland as well, a lot of the different systems are all um, integrated. And so you have, you know, you're maybe setting them up on QuickBooks. And then you're also integrating it with their bank account. And so you are, yes, you're getting access right away to all the critical. I have a red flag right away. You say like right away she started doing this fraud or started starting it. Like maybe this isn't her first time and this is the first time. Well, interesting you say that. Interesting you say that. Uh, So she gets in there. She starts finding little ways to, to take money. And what she did was, and we've, heard this before, is she created fictitious vendors, fake invoices, and was able to take the company money and and pay these vendors, pay these invoices. It ended up, after all was said and done, that she was able to do this 536 times over the course of four years. Okay. Yes. And so she, over those four years, through the fake invoices and fake vendors, was really just paying her credit card. And, you know, they didn't have any information, and I tried to read as many articles as were available about this, about what her motives Mm -hmm. may have been, but I suspect it was just living beyond her means and wanting a better, uh, wanting to buy more than her normal salary at the bookkeeping company would allow for. So really all this money was ultimately going to pay these credit card bills And so then what she would do to cover her tracks, because like you said, I mean, this started right away and it went on for four years. And how did no one catch this? What she would do is then once the bank statements would come in the mail, she would edit those documents so that it looked like, yeah, the payments that she had made to her credit card and to these fake vendors were actually legitimate expenses. And this, but time out, were these other companies getting paid on also? We don't know. Her other companies, she's... So, so she's paying herself, but mm-hmm. then she's editing these invoices when they come in to look like she's paying someone else. Oh, right. No, so she's paying the normal bills too. It's okay. not, yeah, it didn't okay. sound like there were other vendors going unpaid or anything like that. She was kind of acting like, oh, the utilities required a second payment this month. Okay. So here's two to yep. the utility company. Gotcha. Something like that. And uh, so that went on, like I said, for four years. And Powderhorn, the name of the the company, only became aware of the fraud, actually, when they were approached by federal authorities who had been investigating her. Oh, my goodness. So that happened in April of 2018. And the federal authorities were on to Jessica. Uh, There's not a ton of information about... If and when she was arrested right then, you know, in Mm -hmm. April of 2018. But she did eventually get indicted on the fraud for Powderhorn. 
And a little kind of funny note about that, something that was in, in the article. Um, and again, I'll kind of save the dollar amounts towards the end. But one thing when she was <laughs> caught on by the federal authorities and where they may have been able to um, start to learn of something going on was through tax returns. And so she, of course not, what fraudsters reporting all their, you know, uh, income from fraud on mm-hmm. their tax returns. You know, I oh, don't think gosh. criminals want to pay no. taxes. No, probably not. On uh, normal money, let but alone. So she's the one working with the tax accountants, giving right. them all the stuff because she's the bookkeeper. Exactly, oh, exactly. Okay. So it ends up like that she also had, which I think is just kind of funny, 325000 of unpaid uh, federal taxes that would have been, you know, needed to be paid on those money, on the money that she stole. So, they're, you know, once they've identified someone, they're just going to go full All throttle. In. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what can we add on to your list of charges here? So anyway, okay, so she gets um, caught up by the federal authorities here and there is an indictment and she's awaiting trial, waiting, you know, um, her fate, I suppose, she wasn't guilty, presumed innocent, right, okay, until yeah. she is tried. So in the meantime, she was able to be out on her own recognizance. And so she was fired from bottom. Yes, fired bottom from bottom line and kind of dealing with the fallout of all of this, but okay. able to be at home. Mm-hmm. And so wouldn't you know it, <laughs> <laughs> back to your earlier comment. She then was able to get a job somewhere else while she was out. And they clearly didn't run a background check Mm -hmm. or I don't know, maybe because she hadn't been found guilty. Maybe nothing would have. Maybe she's very personable and you would never think this. Right. I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. And that just goes back to our earlier conversation, whether there was diligence done or not. One way or another, she ended up being a bookkeeper bookkeeper? for a construction company. Oh, yes. Big money, probably. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I'm sure, out in Cape Cod when you see the very nice houses that (laughs) are out there. And so, unfortunately, listeners, yes, she did it again. Oh, man. I know. And she... Gosh, why would you do it again if you're getting... If the federal government, whoever Mm -hmm. the agent, whatever already told you like you're in trouble and you're waiting to go to stand trial yes. or whatever you're do it again yes like, oh you're clearly maybe under the first time scrutiny. you could get like a slap on the hand maybe not but yeah now if she gets caught again it's crazy i know and that's why i am curious like there's a story out there that someone needs to like interview jessica and find out yes. exactly why she did this because there really are not that many Articles. I was like scouring the internet and I used up. Yeah, you know, some uh, newspapers or websites will only let you read like one or two articles and then you have to like pay for them subscription. I was like, I don't need a subscription to the Cape Cod (laughs) register, you (laughs) know. For this month. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll just go with whatever's publicly available. But yeah, there just was not a lot. So I, I would be curious to know. Like, it was obviously some sort of strong enough motive that she felt like. I know. I want to know why she did it. Like, yeah. did, she, did she have a sick parent? Does she have children? Right. Like, yeah. does she want to go on these vacations? Like the horse one, does she? Exactly. Yeah. Could... What is she trying to fund here yeah. with, with this money? And so she does. In August eight, August of 2018, she starts working for Roger Constructions on Cape Cod as their bookkeeper. And to no one's surprise, except maybe Roger Construction, <laughs> 
she immediately begins stealing money again. And she used the exact same tactics that she had used at mm-hmm. Powderhorn. So she could have got more clever at least. I know. Yeah. <laughs> N- nope. Just back to her roots, I suppose. And so uh, Roger Construction, they pick up on it pretty shortly after it starts, although uh, she still was able to take quite a bit of money from them, even in the short amount of time that she was there. It sounds like Roger Construction was able to identify her fraud through some of their own internal audit okay. and review of her transactions. And so thankfully, yes, it did clap for them for yes. doing internal stuff truly, like that. Yep. Yeah, truly. And so after discovered, uh, after it was discovered what she did at Roger, she was also turned over to the authorities for that one. And so then now there was actually two different indictments yep. going on the one for uh, Powderhorn and the one for Rogers construction. And so ultimately, with those two indictments looming over her, she did end up pleading guilty to the charges and not having to go through a full-blown trial. That's probably why we don't have a lot of information, too. You know, maybe that would have been the opportunity for a defense attorney to say, this is why she did it, or, you know, I don't know. So anyway, she, she pled guilty. And in 2021, she was sentenced by... Oh, my gosh. This happened in 18? Yeah. And she didn't get sentenced till 20... That life would stink in between. Oh, oh, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. And I don't know. I'll tell you the sentence, and you can tell me if you think it's too harsh, too little. I suppose um, I'll tell you the sentence, but then let me also tell you the amounts, and then you can weigh in. Okay. Okay. So she was sentenced to 70 months in prison and five years of supervised release after that. Then she also has to pay restitution, and so then this will give you the idea of the amounts that she took. So she's got to pay 1.5 million uh to the fraud victim so that's both companies 1.5 each or all together all together so she ended up taking about 1.1 from powder horn and about 400k from the construction company so 1.5 to the victims she owes our friends at the irs 412,000, and then she had two vehicles that had to be turned over and so who knows if she'll ever actually be able to pay any of that yeah that's Yes. So I don't, what do you think? So a little more than five years in prison. Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of time in prison personally. Like mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, she should pay all the money back, but other fraud cases we've listened to, I don't feel like they've gotten many years for doing that. Right. So to get five years or a little over five years, that's, I think it's a little harsh, but maybe they were mad because she did it once, got caught and then did it again. Like you didn't learn your lesson. So I think you're exactly right. Repeat offender. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, she didn't learn anything from the first time. Like she was just waiting for trial or whatever and just did it again. So what's to say like, oh, you get 11 months in prison. You have to pay all this money and she gets out and she's like, well, that was easy. Let's Mm -hmm. do it again. I can spend another year. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I think you're exactly right. I think they had to be as harsh on her as they could so that she would learn her lesson. Yeah. Cause she didn't obviously the first time. Right. Right. She's kind of, yeah, that stinks. Yeah. And so that's really (laughs) kind of the conclusion of the story. Um, it's just crazy when I was reading and researching and obviously being an accountant myself, I just, I was a little more appalled at this one, I think than I've been at others because, 
I, I, a lot of our clients, you know, when they come on as a bookkeeping client, like they are so relieved that they're not doing it themselves so that they can find someone reputable that's going to do a good job and that they're going to have accurate information to look at each month to make important decisions about their business. And so then to hear that it was a bookkeeper from a bookkeeping company, you know, yeah, it does. It really does. And uh, so I think there's just a couple lessons to share with the listeners here because I, if I put myself in their shoes, I think, Hey, it's handled. I have the business owners. Yeah. Yeah. XYZ book company. This is is, what you excel in. You have all the reins. Like you do what I trust you. Exactly. And just the empathy factor of, you know, they probably thought back to some of the other stories we we've covered, like, Oh, I can't pay my employees these wages this month, or I can't do this or that because we're short on cash and I don't know why. And, um, all those things. And so I think, and you could say you'd like them to do dual, like dual control, but mm-hmm. if you're a company using a bookkeeping company, you'd think all that dual stuff is going on in the background and that exactly. you wouldn't even have to worry about it. So as a business owner, I don't even know how you would go about into a bookkeeping company saying, hey, I've heard about these cases. Like, what can you do to ensure me that things are being handled or double checked? Right. So, And so that's a great question. And I think part of the answer is as much as you can... Um, you still need to have some oversight as as the business owner and keep an eye out for red flags. You know, I think that's one thing that... Just have your hand in a little bit so you know, like, where your financials are. Exactly, exactly. So back to the example I gave in the story where if on the bank statement she's coding um, her fraudulent transactions as utilities or whatever other vendor they're using, and now all of a sudden the expenses to the utility company or the expenses to this supplier have doubled or are 20% higher, or maybe it's just a small increase across the board. You know, maybe she's, there's probably a lot of different ways to go about it, but, uh, it's easy for us to say that now, but this is why we're doing this. Like to tell you guys, these are things you can look for. And even if it was your own personal bank statement and you saw a double charge for a utility company, I'm thinking, hang on a second. Did they pull that on accident? I'm going to call a um, utility company and like double check that. Exactly. That's exactly it. I think it's asking the question and figuring out, am I satisfied with that answer or does that answer not make sense? And not being afraid to keep asking the questions. You know, I think a lot of people are just nice in life and they don't, maybe they're like, I don't want to pester the bookkeeper. She answered this. All right, that's fine. I won't say anything. But maybe putting that little pressure on will actually take some pressure on the bookkeeper and they'll be like, oh, no, they're catching on. I need to wait six months. Or, oh, no, they're catching on. I need to stop before I get caught. And it's right. too far. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this is oftentimes these business owners' livelihood. Like, it's great to see that these companies are still in business. <laughs> but we've co- covered other stories before where the businesses couldn't uh, recover don't make it. Yep. from the fraud. And so I think that would be one important takeaway is... To, to still have some level of oversight, to still have some level of understanding and to not be afraid to ask questions mm-hmm. and to not be afraid to bring in another expert or, you know, um, if, if you're starting to question but not sure how to figure it out yourself. You know, that's another thing that we've covered in prior episodes. And I can think of an example here. Uh, there are certified fraud examiners or even, you know, just another bookkeeper to look at some of this past history over whatever the last couple months and see if it makes sense. Um, I would say another, another important item would be 
it, it truly does sound like she had kind of exclusive rights to get in there. There wasn't review happening at the right. bookkeeping company. Um, and it doesn't sound like the company was really reviewing either making sure that you still have some level of access to get into the QuickBooks file, to get into the Peachtree file. Uh, don't let your hands be tied because you can't see anything. You know, there's certain reasons we have internal controls. Like we don't want anybody to get in there and just be able to start posting journal entries no. and do whatever we want. Um, but there's read only access and other, other ways to go about still being able to view and have access to your information. And I think that's really important too. That's some, um, has been some of the causation of prior stories and, and might've happened here too, of how it goes on for so long because right. they're not um, able to get into the system and see utilities expense doubled right. um, month over month or something I, like that. One last thing to add to that is yes. if you are working with that what was her name? Is that Lisa? What's her name? Jessica. Jessica. If you're working with Jessica and you have some sort of gut feeling because you want to be a part of it and you don't want her involved or hurt her feelings. I mean, you can always call those companies and be like, Hey, let's have a meeting with their manager or whoever mm -hmm. it is. Because Great I'm, point. I'm sure they would be happy to, I mean, disclude her yep. and just have a meeting with you just to verify everything because that has another person looking over your stuff. Yeah, no, so. that's a great point. And actually, I did not include it in the script, but Powderhorn did end up suing the oh. bookkeeping company as well. Yeah, And I don't know. I think they may have reached a settlement. I don't know for sure. Um, but I do know the owner of the bookkeeping company tried to protect, tried to oh. distance herself and said, yeah. you know, that was our employee acting on her own, um, of her own free will. Businesses. But yeah, you were the business you owner. Turn and this employees. happened on yeah. your watch and you didn't have a level of review for what Jessica was mm -hmm. doing. And I bet they do now. Oh yeah. Well, she probably <laughs> if, had to start yeah, okay, over with yes, a new name. Business, I think yeah. bottom line, that, that was the was bottom branded. for them. Yep. Yes. <laughs> they hit rock bottom. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Kaylee. Yes. We love F word episodes on us. We hope you all do too. Um, so is there anything else you want to add to that, to the story? Or any, I think we've kind of gone over some tips and tricks to make sure that this doesn't happen to any sort of sized company or entrepreneur or anybody looking to get into business. You kind of have some, you know, tips here to yeah. like go off of. And exactly. if, if you ever have any questions about those, you know, client or not client, reach out to us. Cause we'd love to talk to you about it and see how we can help or what we can do to help you. So Mm -hmm. My contact information is always in the bottom. Yep. So go ahead and, you know, reach out. Yes. And we will include some links in the show notes yes. uh, to the sources to that we used yep. in today's episode. All right. Well, one more last thing. Do you have any big plans this weekend? It's been really hot. As you can tell, we're in tank tops and not sweaters. When we yes. start, you know, we're always in sweaters, but. Yeah. Well, uh, it's both my daughter's birthday coming oh up in the next gosh. three days. Okay. So big parties, plans. Do they share a party or do separate parties? We share a party. Okay. Yes. yes. So that's fine for now. I was say, Maybe when they, they get, get older, older, they'll want their own yes. thing. But for their mom, it's a lot easier yeah. to just do one. <laughs> I'm sure it's kind of easier these days than it will be when they get older. Maybe yes. it gets easier when they get older. I don't know. I think yes. it's more pressure on us when the younger they are. 100%. Yeah. 100%. What about you? Um, plans this weekend. No, I think we're just going swimming. We're going to go to the pool a couple times. Nice. And cool down a little bit. Yeah, um, I might, we're going to put a TV up on our patio outside. Oh, fun. So my dad has to come over and do that. But oh, that's a great house vibe. stuff. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. good to have those it's weekends. Been real, it's been so busy lately, and then we have the you know holidays coming up. So I hear you. Just kind of taking a relaxing weekend. Is, it sounds good to me. Yeah, no, yes. that's great. All right, everyone. Well, if you have any um, questions, please feel free to reach out. We always love rate and reviews on our podcast. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you can find us at blandcpa.com or on Instagram at uh, Bland Accounting. And yeah, reach out. We do give out some swag if you do leave some comments in our podcast ratings. So mm-hmm. do reach out and do that. And as for that, everyone, please be informed, be inspired, and be awesome. Bye. Bye. Hoda Media Production.